Ba 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 ba. Do 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 do. We need a theme tune. Do do do. Good evening. Um, welcome to uh, the Accidental Journalist Live and Undrugged episode fourteen. I am with um, mediator Jason Edwards. Um for part two um we're going to talk about um conflict uh, tonight's episode as always is sponsored by armor scaffolding um for the best quotes call armor scaffolding on 077 110 and uh no means it's clothing um for all your t-shirt and hoodie needs um i will drop the links below Oh, mate, thanks for coming on. As Jack, always. as, as I was just you. saying earlier on, mate, it's a real pleasure, it's a real honour to be asked back for part two. Um, I'm, in, I'm in plenty of good company, so um, thank you very much, mate. It's lovely to be back on here again. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. It's always nice to have you on. We always get um, some positive feedback when you come on and, you know, because people love your wisdom. Um so yeah, we're going to talk about conflicts tonight. Is that right? Yeah, we we touched upon last time I was here. We were talking about some of the work that I've been involved in over the years, and I thought, why don't we get down into the weeds, or as you put in the in the into the entomology of it a little bit about what is conflict. Um, how does it arise and also how do we resolve it but as ever jack we're not going to do this on some deep psychological sociological level and talk about things that people that don't understand we're just going to talk about blokes like you and me that have known conflicts we've known a world of conflict um and we've known a world of actually finding peaceful resolutions as well so i'll be also as interested yeah. as ever um about some of your experiences as well because i know that that's a, a world that you've been around yeah i think for people from my sort of background um and especially in addiction conflict is especially yeah for the addict i think conflict is that sort of make or break for some <clears throat> addicts i know myself that i've um I've relapsed on, on, on minor conflicts because I've yeah. not known how to deal with them in my own head. So, you know. And that is where conflict begins and ends. <clears throat> it's in the head. <clears throat> I was talking to someone today about, I mean, the work that I do now, my, what you might want to call bread and butter, is conflict resolution, day in, day out. And there's a, there's a practical level where we can resolve a conflict by doing things. <clears throat> you know, I will not agree to do this anymore. You will not agree to do that anymore. And it's a bit of a negotiation and it mm. sort of works. And, and you'll sometimes build a bit of an uneasy alliance. But real conflict resolution is about looking at examining your beliefs and looking at the beliefs of the other person. Because the majority of the time, a mm. conflict will arise 
two separate entities with two opposing beliefs people even if it's yeah. just noisy neighbors with having music on having parties one will hold a belief system that this is fine we're not doing anything wrong the other person will hold a belief system that that's really bad you shouldn't be doing it but what you'll always find is you'll get all this stuff on the surface like the noise and the throwing things and the insults and the abuse but if you swim a lot deeper which is where i have to go and live these days mm. there's always something bubbling on under the surface and a lot yeah. of the time it's all the really unpleasant things in life it's um sometimes it's race uh sometimes it's greed sometimes it's a a lack of understanding a culture uh, and sometimes you can go even deeper and this is about what you and i will really understand it's about that actual personal belief system that someone holds around themselves and who they are and what their capabilities are and what they think the capabilities of the other person is so you can, you can with with conflict resolution you can start off here and you can get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper mm. and sometimes it's almost like a bit of therapy um one of the one of the most remarkable things i ever resolved in an evening was a man who had had his neighbor ran the throat and was going to kill him um and he was um a vet he wasn't suffering any ptsd he just had had a lapse where he responded really badly to what his neighbor had done and was capable of killing him like snapping his neck and his first words to me when i walked in were this isn't gonna work this isn't gonna change anything and I think we had a 90 minute conversation where we just explored and spoke about him, who he was, what his life choices were, what he could do, what he could do now, just asking all these really interesting questions. And he came away and he went, I feel so much better. <laughs> he went, that was pretty good, actually, wasn't it? Mm. Although it's 90 minutes of therapy. It's 90 minutes of therapy sometimes. And sometimes a lot of the time, Jack, what we need to do to resolve a conflict is to just listen to someone and allow mm. them to let go. Because people are people are holding on, holding yeah. on to anger, holding on to aggression. They don't really hate their neighbor, they don't hate their fellow man. But there's things that people have done that have annoyed them. And now they're holding on to anger about it. And you'll find out that the people previously were good friends. That's the biggest one for me, really, though, because, you know, in my, in my experience, conflict is, um, has always been like a, an iceberg. Yeah. And, you, you know, what's on the top is, is what's on the top, and that's only a small bit of what it is. It's usually, you know, the thing that's pissing you off the most. But yeah. the thing at the bottom, most of it is underneath. Uh, and yeah. that's the bit that sunk the Titanic. That's the bit that does most damage. And, um, you know, I've had, um, I've, I've been in so many conflicts with people where 
it could have been dealt with, um, but it wasn't about what they thought it was. It was about something that was deeper within me. So, yeah. you know, it was usually like picking up, like, like using and, and, and relapsing and stuff like that. You know, I use it in relapse prevention that the thing that you convince yourself that you're relapsed on is only the, that tip. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, but it's, it's the deeper things underneath. And if we don't tackle those deeper things, yeah, that top thing, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, and I miss it, but you know, it's admissible. It's, it's, it doesn't matter, but if you don't deal with what's down here, it's, it's not going to matter what's up here because down there is going to do the most damage in the, in the long term. And it's having that time and it's having that skilled person to drill down into it. It always makes me smile. Um, a lot of the people I work alongside, whether it's uh, local government, whether it's housing, whether it's the police, um, they'll always go, how'd you sort that out then? How'd you do that one? You know, these guys have been at it for months. And a lot of the time it's, <clears throat> I wouldn't even say, Jack, it's being a skilled listener. It's just being a listener. Yeah. And all I do, and I've said this, and I've quite probably said it last time, but it's worth mentioning again. If you want to resolve a conflict, I spend 80% of my time just listening. That's all I do. I listen. I build rapport with someone. I get to know them. I'll be honest, people, I turn up to these situations, I'm more interested in talking to someone about their dog mm. or what they do for a living or, or what's on their video collection. Mm. And then I just ask questions. It is as simple as yeah. that. And you get to know someone and you suddenly realise this person <clears throat> who you've had not painted or characterised in a certain way has got such depth and such interest to them and has got this this complete background and you get them talking on and then you find out what the important values are in life yeah and then you're pretty much in with come on my favorite question game of thrones Tyrion lannister survives every major incursion in that movie he's the smallest he's the weakest character but every time he encounters someone he says to them what do you want that's all I ask people. What do you want? Mm. Come on, what do you actually do? And, and I guarantee you 10 times out of 10, they won't say, oh, do you know what? I want a bit more aggression, mate, a bit more conflict. They want it to go away. And nobody asks mm. that question the right way. You know, they'll, what, what, what's the problem? What, you know, and it's all about focus. Um, mm. Did a session this afternoon with a guy and we were talking about OCD. And we did a session the other week and he said, you know what? I think my OCD has gone in one session. We're talking to you. And he went, but we didn't even talk about it. And I went, no, mm. you don't need to talk about it. You talk about how you develop a strong mind. So if I can get someone and throw the engines in reverse, mm. although it's okay, we, we, we talk about, you know, the problem is there and we acknowledge that and we accept that it's drawing the line under it. How are you going to throw the engines in reverse? Mm. How are you going to start being in future? What do you want to do now? And that is 
difficult, Jack, for a lot of people. And you will have known, you will encounter people in your life who just cannot draw that line under things and start again. They'll have that blood feud. Yeah. I mean, it's like I was um, discussing with um, James Jeffries the other week, um, you know, um, I know a lot of people who've been listeners in, in, in prisons, you know, while, while being a prisoner themselves, they've, they've been listeners. <clears throat> and most of the conflicts between them and other prisoners, it isn't like because you've gone, you, you know, you've done something a bit daft. It's through fear. Yeah. 90% of the time, 95% of the time, even more, it's through fear um and that's when we do the stupidest things um you know and it that's when in fear that's 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 when the aggression rises because it's that fight or flight yeah and for lots of people that are in prison you can't fight you're in the same place so it's fight or fight so you know then you have to elevate yourself above their aggression and then they have to elevate, you know, and it's, it's a pissing competition. Um, and it's just no good. No good at all. You said the magic word, mate. And I've been talking a lot about this recently. I'm writing a lot about this. Fear is pretty much our main driver in life. It's a horrible thing to acknowledge, but we've got, I think the word of Tony Robbins, the life coach, two sovereign masters, pleasure and pain and we move towards pleasure and away from pain or perceived pleasure and we move away from perceived pain but it's driven by fear do you know what the number one fear i've got with people at the moment who i'm helping to resolve their problems summer's coming up and it's gonna get worse about three people have said to me this week it's gonna get worse when the warm weather breaks out and I know it's going to get worse. No, you don't know it's going to get worse, but you're scared it's going to get worse. You're fearful. So you want to ramp things up and ensure that, you know, someone's putting a finger on your neighbour or or, or your hated enemy to make sure it doesn't get any worse. And our, our, our fears always live out here, kind of in front of us. It's all the images that we project of things that have yet to or will never happen that's the thing about a fear mm. they never get here we just make an image we have a sound and we're fearful of it and then like you say you then try and elevate yourself to the next level so the thing i'm always saying to people is we've got a broker reality when people are talking about their fears and they're projecting all their fears onto me or projecting their fears onto someone who's done something what's actually going to happen how do you know that? Well, you know, I just do. You can't just know it because it hasn't happened and it might not happen yet. Mm. And that's another thing that you're, it's like a lot of the time, um, without straying too much into any one particular area, a lot of people will go to war and they will base their, their actions on on their fear-driven beliefs, you know, that, you know, like this is a, you know, these people are going to come and do this. So we'll get in first and do that. And it's, I mean, the whole cold war now, when we look back and examine that, 
a lot of the time that was real fear driven. You know, we were told these guys were coming to bomb us and oh, there's going to be terrible conflict. Never happened. No, never happened. It's all preemptive. Yeah. So I think you, you, you've, you've hit the nail bang on the head is I always ask people, you know, like, what are you what are you scared of? What are you actually scared of is going to happen? Um, <clears throat> and I think people will say, I'm scared I'm not going to get a good night's sleep. You know, I'm scared my neighbours are going to keep me awake. Mm. Um, and, and, and then that starts, then people get hypervigilant yeah. and they start listening out for the slightest little sound, the slightest little movement. Mm. And then before you know it, they're, they're coming up here. And the number of people I actually talk to about realistic expectations mm. of what you can actually do here. Mm. and i think it's, it's just dragging people back to reality and dragging them back to reality um when i'm speaking about narcissistic abuse and narcissism mm. saying the one thing that narcissists hate is is being dragged into reality mm. you know you keep questioning them and they hate it but it's also the same with conflict you've got to get to the reality of the situation mm. of what is going to happen and what isn't going to happen when you do that you, you're kind of on the right road a little bit. I thought you were reaching for something there, Jack. No, sorry, I've put my cup down. I can't, I can't put it in front of me. Um, oh, screen. Oh, he's going to bring out something really important and relevant to the conversation. You come out with your hand. Sorry. Um, no, I, I, I agree. Um, that sort of... I think that to certain people yeah certain ways of life can be <clears throat> toxic yeah um, certain beliefs can be toxic so you look at me who was very toxically masculine yeah um, you know i was brought up in a in an environment where men provide for women um you provide for your children um a man doesn't cry a man doesn't do this a man doesn't do that a man does this a man does this a man does it and you then it's it's sort of learned behavior yeah and it's really difficult to unlearn that you know being being, being a father to daughters mm -hmm. um it's it's quite you know, I, I pick up pick up on toxic masculinity now. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I think that that is that's you know that's down to environment. It's down to thing, but we, we need to sort of unlearn that, and because that is a, a big contributing factor. If I was a man with enemies, and no normal man has a nemesis, and I had a nemesis. You know, I had a person that I hated and they hated me. You know, no, no, that's normal to, you know, no normal person has an arch nemesis. <laughs> you know, I'm not James Bond. It's, it, um, but it was like, you're programmed to hate certain yeah. people. You're programmed to hate certain ways of life. You're programmed to um, react in a certain way. Yeah. So, you know, something that I don't talk about a lot is, is um, you know, the reason for my incarceration when I was younger. And it's because I was bullied all the way through school. 
I was beaten to a pulp. And when I realised that actually I could take a good kick in and hit back harder, that's when it clicked for me and it went a bit dark. So, you know, I had these sort of toxic beliefs on, well, no, you don't hit women. Um, this, this, this is a fact, but I believed that you, if you saw somebody hitting a woman, you reacted a certain way. And that certain way resulted in me hurting somebody really badly. Yeah. And it's something that I carried on my shoulders for a long time. It's something that, you know, I lost it. And, you know, I hated myself for that. I hated myself for doing that amount of damage to a person. But your strategy is to take over. Your strategy will kick in because what you're telling me from a conflict point of view, from a conflict resolution point of view is, sadly, unfortunately, the worst thing for you was that aha light bulb moment was actually, do you know what? I'm getting a right old kick in here, but I can probably deal with that and I can then dish it out twice as hard. Probably the worst strategy that you could... I mean, it's great from a self-defence, mm. like say, fight or flight point of view, mm. but then the next time it happens, it's almost like the, that first cigarette's the worst one, and it hurts, but the second mm. one, that's oh, not actually that bad. And then, and then you start to look for that third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh cigarette, mm. and it's almost like you remember what you know what? This ain't that bad. I, mm. can, I can deal with this. And you know, become your new strategy, become your new process, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and I mean, to a certain point, when I got sober this time, um, and I learned to deal with it in certain other ways, conflict now makes me feel really sick. It's yeah. like that first cigarette, that's fine. You could just about manage that. But then you have another cigarette not so long after that, that nicotine hits. And then yep. you get the head rush, you get the stomach feeling, you, 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 you know, and then you just want to lie on the floor feeling sick. Um, it's, it's that, you, you know, I, when there is actual genuine conflict, I now shake. I can't sort of do that. And I think that's part of me reprogramming. Now I want to talk about it. Um, but you broke the state. You broke that state. It's like, um, go back a few years, Jack, and I know you're a retro guy by your videotapes. Mm -hmm. CDs, if you scratch them and then scratch them and then scratch them and then scratch them, eventually they wouldn't play. Mm -hmm. And that's what you've done with that old bit of programming. You scratched it enough times, you scratched it, and your old strategy doesn't work. And your new mm -hmm. strategy to avoiding conflict is... And, and, and I love it because it's always you'll use that word brother and mm. you, you send me a message and you say, brother, how are you? Mm. And it's your, your internal dialogue changes. Mm. And I think a lot of the time when you've got intense conflict, you, it, it's, it's looking, drilling down into what is the internal communication. Mm. And I'm always trying to find out to people, what are you, what are you, what are you telling yourself? What are you, what are you saying? And it's a lot of the time people will be completely demonizing 
either a culture, a creed, uh, a, a race, or, or or just a neighbour, or someone from a different postcode. That's that's a common one, isn't it? Mm. You know, they're from this postcode. They must be really bad, and and it's that internal communication. Mm. But you you changed it. You 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 broke it. You broke it. You broke it. And now you've got something new. And I think a lot of the time it's that it's not it's not always shaking hands with the enemy. Mm. It's shaking hands with you, shaking hands with yourself. It's finding a bit of internal peace, isn't it? Yeah, I think because at times you can be your own worst enemy. Oh, you know bingo, the, the way that it's, uh, you, you know I've. I've spoke about my mental illness many times. I've, I've spoken about my, yeah. you, you know, my addiction, which I call my dragon. You know, it, it's it's my dragon. You know, it's I've, you know, I talk about it in the books. Um, you you know, it's it's how I deal with it, and and that for me it was I used to externalize my response, whereas now, before I externalize. Um, and you know I'm not doing this. I internalize, yeah, and think about it, and think about actually what I've achieved over the past few years. I could lose that, so you, you know that's a big motivator. But you know, I'm it's it, <clears throat> just changing that one thing in that link. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how viruses change. It's, it's how computer viruses change, just by changing one thing in that link, you know. Um, and I suppose it, it then goes from DNA to RNA. It's, it's just like, you know, and then it becomes automatic response instead of um, having to think about it. So in, instead of doing this now, I do this. So my automatic response is, is, is to think and then bring it out and, and then try to talk about it. You've just described what I do in every conflict with the people I talk to is I try and ask a question that is going to elicit a new thought. Mm. Yeah. How, how would it be if this was happening? You mm. know, what do you, what do you think that they're experiencing? Mm. You know, how, how, how's this going to work? And I always say to people, you you never know what's going on for the other person. Mm. Because a lot of the time I'll have two people that have fallen into conflict and there'll be some horrendous things going on in the house. Some, you know, of no fault of their own. Mm. You know, some people have bad luck and it, 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 and you just think, you poor devil, and you talk to them, you think, how are you even coping and keeping your world together? Mm. And from the outside world, it's, it's like bedlam, bedlam, bedlam. And people think, oh, God, that shocking, awful, terrible group of people. Mm. And you get in there and you get to know them and you meet them and you realise, Jack, they're hanging on by their fingernails. Mm. And I'm always trying to say to people on the outside, I can't, you can't know what it's like to be them, but you need to try and install into someone a little bit of... It's, do you know the first question we have to ask every single time in every conflict are they capable of showing and finding empathy for the other side? Mm. That's, if not, if you find someone has no empathy there, you, you, you've really got to try and actually also create it. That's like, that's, that's like trying to harness, you know, base metals from gold or, mm. you know, gold from base metals. And it, it's, it's trying to ask that question and actually 
give someone a little bit of a golden thread to pull onto mm. to actually say what's it like for the other person mm. you know how, how is it for them and we, we see so many we see so much intolerance going on in the world mm. and there's so much conflict that comes out of that and i'm no bleeding heart liberal or anything or <coughs> any kind of do-gooder <coughs> but i just think that sometimes when you get to understand a different position a different perspective that you don't have to suddenly change who you are you can still be the same mm. but you can start to let a few things go you can start to let a few of the negative thoughts go that you're holding on to because yeah. a lot of the time when people fall into conflict the, the conflict wasn't always there and I'll take people back to actually there was a time when you guys were okay with each other there mm -hmm. was a time when you guys actually spoke and they will always go yeah when I when I first met them they lent me 20 quid when I really needed it mm. I was absolutely desperate mm. what happened what happened and it'll be one little thing and that whole ideology will change and they'll go mm. off in their separate directions and you're trying to bring them back to actually mm. reminding them there was a time when things were pretty good and you know no one is truly evil jack no no i i find i find that adults easier i, I think it's easier now i've got brain damage to be honest because i i don't really care as much as i did well i do but you know i i, I used to let it get me to a point where i it used to give me a, a breakdown but the thing I, I find difficult, and I, I know I'm not alone, and I know it's not easy to admit, but, you know, I've got kids. I love them. There's a point where they push you so far, they raise their voice, I raise my voice, and then it gets into a shouting match, and then yeah. nothing's getting done. And it's, I don't think it's easy for any parent to... God admit no. that, but it 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 does happen because you, you know I struggle with it and I know that these kids are you know to a point unable to express what's bothering them, but when voices are raised and they, you know you get you get caught up in that. And, and then you get caught into a shouting match and then it just elevates and elevates and they're shouting and, and you, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Do, do you have, you know, I'm sure I'm not alone, but do you have any sort of um, advice for people that are going through that? Because I, I know that. Absolutely, I do, my friend. I think you've hit upon one of the most difficult areas of dispute resolution at all. You know, you can, you can talk about people um having work conflict and there's rules for work you can talk about people having uh business conflict with contracts uh neighborhood issues um relationship problems but family issues oh my good god i i've written a thesis on this mate because there's something and i've fallen i will be, I'll be the first to throw my hand up and say I have behaved less than admirably in social situations around my family and lost it as well. 
And it's almost, I'll tell you what it is, we have to be careful. It's because it's family, it's almost permissible. It's the first thing we have to think is, mm. you know, oh, it's okay, it's family, you know, um, unconditional love. So you can just kind of do what you like. But you shouldn't take, you shouldn't take that approach <clears throat> because they are your family and you do spend more time with them. So I think, first of all, that, that ideology that it, it's our family so it doesn't matter is actually the worst thing of all. It's our family, so it should matter more with how we communicate. What I'll always say, and it's, I think, particularly pertinent with children, is when they're firing things back at you, never, ever, ever use the Y word. Never. <clears throat> There's two, two words I won't allow in dispute resolution. One is why, because you can't answer a why question. Mm. So get them to ask you that question again. Get them to, you know, why can't I have that? Ask me it a different way. You know, what is it? What is it that you actually want? Okay, I can understand you. you know, like, why can't I have it? Okay. Get them to ask you the question in a different way. Teach them, educate them. And the other word I will never, ever allow. And you're a parent, Jack, and this one's going to do your head in. So I'm sorry, mate, because I'm about to actually pull back the curtain like the end of Wizard of Oz here. An artificial construct that does not exist, but we all use it in conflict. The word fair. There's no such thing, buddy. There's no such thing as fair. Whoever came up with, well, that's fair, isn't it? The only person that uses fair is the person who's telling you it's fair. Tell you what, Jack, if you give me 20 quid, I promise I'll go away. That's fair, mate, isn't it? Not if I haven't got 20 quid to give you. You have to be so careful yeah. of when people say, well, that's a fair deal, buddy. That's a fair deal. Who? What, because you say so? I think you, you can you can literally have like if, if you cut an apple in half and give half to one and half to the other, you can go, that's a fair sort of, you know, like you've got an equal amount. But I think you have to be careful with the Y word mm. and you have to be careful. The F word, mate, never go into the word fair. It's um, it doesn't exist. No, I mean, we get that all the time. You, you know, um, it's not fair. <laughs> you know and then you find yourself in this sort of philosophical debate about fairness and it's like well you know or you know the automatic response would be well life ain't fair <laughs> and it's it's just how do you argue with that it's, it's <clears throat> you know i i think kids are more switched on than we give them credit for and i think the, the i always go for changing the wording mate it's, it's about asking better questions, always asking better questions. Um, people will often present to me, sometimes in, should we say, the heat of battle, their, their very emotional state, and they will present to me in a different way. And then they'll say to me, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> and I'll always say to them, that sounds awful. If, if, if that is your experience of the world, that must be awful. You've got to get a little bit of tactical empathy mm. is I'll actually, without saying to someone, the one thing I never say is, oh, I know what that's like, mate. 
oh i know what that's because like, i don't know what things are like it's be a lie and if i said i knew what it was like i'd be just lying through my teeth and i've only got two rules mm. never promise never lie i'll say to someone do you know seems to me that's really upset you sounds to me like oh, that's really pissing you off that's really really awful what would be better how could this work to you because you don't sound very happy with that at all and you're almost trying to move the logical brain over you're trying to get the emotion to go from there mm. to the logical side because a lot of the time if you can get people to rationalize their emotional state you you seem really upset i am okay what would be a better way of moving it always you go into the emotions but come out of them quick as you can it's, it, it's one of the best ways um of defeating it breaking the state bit of humor um i never forget one night i was stood on a roof um uh, with a guy and uh he was threatening to jump and he had a razor blade at his wrist and he said um if you if you go i'll jump and if you try and talk me out of it, I'll slip my wrist. <laughs> I thought, brilliant. I, and I thought, what can I do here? And I went, do you know what, mate? What would you do if you were me? And do you know what he did? He laughed. And he went, <laughs> he went, you're a bit effed, aren't you, mate? <laughs> I went, yeah, I am a bit. I went, I can't flip him win with you. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. And he laughed. He thought it was really funny. I went, well, you set me the ultimate dilemma. I went, even you can't resolve it. And then I got, the minute he laughed, the minute his state was broken, I went to him, oh, come on, mate, what do you want? And he went, well, me telly's he's broken. I'd like to watch a bit of Game of Thrones. I went, Christ, if that's all you're after, mate, I'll go out and buy you a telly. You know, <laughs> come on, we can resolve that one. I can get down to second-hand land and grab you one. Yeah. It's it's diffusing it. It's, it's, it's turning those emotions in a different direction. Mm. Um, but like I say... Never getting the Y word, never getting the F word ever. Mm -hmm. um, because you're right. Because if somebody says it's fair, we then start trying to, like you say, you'll have this deep philosophical question and you might even bring God into it, Jack. I don't know. You might bring the whole history of creation yeah. fairness. Yeah. And you know, how did I end up here? And they're just after a bag of, you know, uh, Maltesers or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah um it, it happens with siblings you, you know and it's like they're like well that's not fair and then you're thinking well deep down you're thinking well life ain't fair <laughs> and and then but you've got to be like well you had one earlier so yeah. you know they can have one now yeah but i want one now as well well then you're debating fairness if you had one earlier and they didn't, they get one now. You don't get one now. <laughs> and then it goes back into that thing. And it's, it, it's a sort of ever-increasing circle. Um, There's an old story, and um, it was in a book by a guy called Bill Urie, who wrote a book called Getting to Yes. And it was a great little book about um, dispute resolution and how, how, how we resolve. And I read it problems how we resolve it read it many years ago principled negotiation he's come up with these four principles and he starts off with a book and he's on about the importance of listening and he says there was a, a, a mom and her kids were fighting over an orange 
and they were fighting and they were fighting and she went right bang cut the orange in half that's fair right you get half and you get half and she watched them and one kid went off and scooped out all the uh juice and all the flesh from the orange and ate that and threw the peel away and the other child scooped out all the flesh through that away and used the peel to make a cake now if she'd have actually stopped to ask them what do you want the orange for well i want the inside well i want the outside you'd have both got a lot more out of the deal hmm. sometimes it is literally about going into what what the people's needs what their requirements are hmm. And it's a it's a funny thing because <clears throat> I was reading a book um, quite recently about a guy who had done um, some of the most difficult work you can ever get involved in as a professional. He was doing kidnap for ransom work. <clears throat> now, wow. hostage hostage negotiation is one thing. You are, you are looking to get someone to put a knife or a gun down, remove a barricade and let an innocent person go. And, and when they come out, they know the police are waiting for them and they're going to get nicked. Mm. Difficult task, I've got to be honest. And it takes a hell of a long time to get it right. But kidnap for ransom is a little bit different because these guys know that there's no police involved, that they're going to get a payday, that it's going to happen. And all they've got to do, and it's a business, it's a business and you, and you treat these people, controversial as it is to say, like business professionals and you negotiate on a business level. But he was, this guy was saying that they had a spate of this happening in a certain area of South America. And they realized that there was a certain gang who were grabbing people on a Wednesday or Monday or Monday or a Tuesday, putting the ransom up by Wednesday, but what in it resolve for Friday? And he said, we, we, we kept thinking, what's going on here? What are these guys after? They keep grabbing people on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, but they want, they, they want to pay out on Friday. And he said, in the end, they realized what, what they actually wanted was they just wanted some money to go partying with. He said it wasn't like some, you know, Pablo Escoban or anything like that. You know, it wasn't Die Hard or anything like this. Mm. These guys were literally grabbing people off the street so they had money for Friday. And he said, so we actually started to realise that um, we could get people back pretty, pretty swiftly and say to the family, look, don't worry, we'll probably have them by Friday night, five o'clock. Um, but, you know, and they'd start up with something like we want 50,000 and, and, you know, the, they, they'd normally get a release for about 1800. Um, so it's again, it's mm. that it's finding out what people want. It is finding out what people want. And literally sometimes it's, it's in an uneloquent way, almost meeting their needs. Mm. But when you drill down into that, it is so important. And again, it takes me back to my my favourite question <clears throat> is, what do you want? And when you get that, your real, your real bit of gold dust is when you actually start to say, what do you want me to say to the other side? 
what do you want to say how do you want to communicate something mm. to them and if you get an apology oh my god you would be amazed jack mm. the people the feuds that have been going that have caused horrendous emotional physical financial damage one person will go do you know what i am actually sorry about that mm. And you're like, you're almost like you want to either get the phone down or race across mm. the city and say, can I disclose that? Yeah, tell them. And that whole, the whole mantra changes of someone. And they go, look, they've actually just, they said they were wrong to do that. Mm. And actually they're sorry. And it, it it's just, it's the smallest thing, Jack. It's the littlest thing. Mm. And the minute you get that little golden thread, do you know what normally happens? law of reciprocity that other person will go do you know what i'm pretty sorry about some stuff i did as well yeah and you start you start building then yeah you really start shaking a little bit of hands mm. with people but it's it's all those layers it's all those levels you have to actually get down and drill into mm. but you get that little golden thread or or or, or just just that one small thing somebody will just literally shift their position mm. ever so slightly. But you've got to be so careful because you were talking about, and I'm sorry if I'm going on a bit, but you were talking about toxic masculinity and I wanted to come back to that. Mm. It's, it, it, it's so difficult for some men to actually shift that position. Yeah. A lot of the time, women, you'll, you'll talk with women and do you know what? They'll go, oh, do you know what? I've been there. Must be shocking to have all them kids and be on your own. I, do you know what? I, I know they're trying their best. Um, it, it's a hard old life. You get a bloke that can actually start to shift his position a little bit, start to expand his mind and really grow and develop you're there you're going to start moving forwards and it's lovely you just you just watch it all start to come and you get that little handshake mm. and people bury the hatchet people end feuds mm. you know it's a good thing when it happens but it's a long time sometimes getting them there buddy it, it is and it's funny you should, you should use the word uh, reciprocity you know um it's like a dance it you know it goes the other way when you know when you're in a co conflict with a child and you know they're raising their voice because they can't you know, and then you're raising your voice it's, it is almost it's, it's like a, a, a reciprocal dance and it, it's you know trying to better it's just kind of like a dance off and it's it's it can get really difficult because i think that you get caught in that loop that behavior that chain of thought that you know and i think as an as an adult that's really difficult to palate sometimes because as a person who is sort of searching for um to live a better life in a in a certain way um it gets difficult because we don't like admitting that we're wrong just like kids don't like admitting that they're wrong. Hang on, mate, one second. <sighs> my boy's here for my coffee. Um, you know, we, we don't like admitting that we're wrong. 
and, and it's then often you then in that grapple arguing because you're thinking i'm not looking at all here i'm not gonna let you <laughs> this little turd win and then you just you, you know you find yourself in, in in that sort of what am i doing um we don't ask the good questions straight away do we no you don't ask that better quality of question of yourself straight away no and you just go into you just go into battle mode you just go into yes. heated battle mode and it's it's who we are it's what we do it's what we've had for decades and decades and decades but it's when you you keep that calm focused mind that you can actually just do something different and that's all we're looking for a lot of the time is we're looking for people to do something different for a long time now and i haven't really um i've I've, com I've completed it i've done it i've put it up there um i've always had an idea ever since i first studied conflict resolution uh, i think even while i was actually studying it i wrote i roughly sketched out a plan of something that i wanted to do and it's been like god knows how many years in the making um but i've put a website up recently and it's it's completely free of charge. I'm going to be honest. I stole my inspiration from Martin Lewis when he did his money saving website. I like that. I, I, I don't ask God. I went on there and I, I looked at it and I saved money and it didn't cost me nothing. And I thought that's a good website. Mm. You know, the, the guy told me how to save cash and he took nothing from me. Um, so I did a similar one. Um, and I could. I, it, it's you can go and have a look at it. It's called um resolve any dispute.com and i'll put a i'll put a little link there later if you've got any conflict in your life and in your world and you think i want to resolve this quickly and easily and i don't want to actually spend any money on it i just love the way you just go there and a hand <laughs> comes back with coffee in it that's amazing <laughs> like a magic trick Seven a 14 year old mate <laughs> Go and have a look at resolveanydispute.com. I've put everything on there that I know. Everything I've ever done to resolve disputes. I've bunged it on there. I've got a whole page that's just literally about where to start, what to do, how to resolve it. There's a family page. There's a neighborhood dispute page. There's a business page. There's a work page because a lot of the time we get we get conflict at work and, and, and we really feel like we're on the back foot because we're not sort of been met. Um, there's there's information on there about if you do have conflict with your neighbours. Now that's massive at the moment. Mm. Uh, you know, always remember there's always steps you can go to. You know, there's good companies you can go. You can you, you know the police can put you in touch with mediators. The local mm. council can put you in touch with mediators, and it's all free. Don't don't think you've got to pay for this. If you're in a dispute with a neighbour and it's going a bit wrong, because I've, I've had people, I've phoned them up and they said, what's the cost, mate? And I've gone, no, it's all paid for, buddy. Taxpayers' money. Um, but what else I did, Jack, I, I had a little bit of a, a moment in my life where I reflected on something and a friend pointed something out to me. I went through a breakup and I went through a divorce and 
the first long-term breakup I went through, I managed to, with my ex-partner, resolve it for 125 quid. And I'm, a friend of mine, Lee, went, that's a book, mate. He went, mm. you should write that as a book. So I did take a lot of information. It's not a lot. I've, I've, I've churned out a new book. Back in. And it's, it's a book that saves you cash. If you're going for a divorce, if you're going for a separation, and we've been humming and hawing, and there's been yays and nays and all sorts about the title. Um, it's not, it, it is one of those books that you could, it will literally just save you thousands on your divorce or save you thousands on your separation. But I call it Letting Go Gently because there's a little story at the beginning that personally happened to me and you can actually i think if you go online on amazon you can read the first bit for nothing and it'll tell you this little bit of story about about something that i learned about letting go gently when we let go gently particularly if you've been in a really horrendous relationship if you've had a bad relationship with someone and you need to separate from them if you can let go gently, if you can still find a way to talk to them, and I know that sounds like, are you kidding me, mate? Mm. You learn the art of doing everything still one-to-one -one, and you save thousands. We've, we've, we're coming out of lockdown. And it's an awful thing to actually write a book about. I, I never go for anything nice. I know that. Is a lot of people have gone through lockdown and thought, this is not the person I want to be with. And I'm going to split up now. And I'm going to separate from them. But a lot of us do not have thousands and thousands of pounds to deal with a massive divorce. And there's, there's, there's cheaper options, there's easier ways. And I've had a couple of people that have come to me and they said, you know what, I've started going through this book. And... It doesn't have to be that way. It can be a lot easier to actually just separate on a more even keel. And the secret, the beauty of it is when you're doing that, when you're talking, you're not paying a solicitor because a lot of the time solicitors will just charge you to talk to each other. Yeah. You know, every every time you send a letter or a phone call, what I say is is, is have a little look at this and, and do that. And like I say, I think for the download, it's $4.99 or something like that. So if you, if, if it's a little bit of an impassioned plea to people, hmm. if you've not got a lot of cash, like a lot of us don't, and you have come out of a bad situation or a bad relationship and you've got to sever the ties, consider just having a look at my website there's loads of information on there it tells you how to resolve these things have a look at the book it's 4.99 on download uh, 9.99 paperback save yourself a lot of trouble before you start calling the solicitor mm. <clears throat> we're heading for the summer mm. summers are always high time for people to fall into conflict because we're all going to be outdoors again yeah that as well yeah plenty of that as well and what what i always say is just start now if you can start building bridges before things get bad because we've all been we've all been you know kind of closeted away for a year and that's been difficult yeah yeah i mean my my, my wife's been indoors for a year yeah much apart from having to go to appointments and that um she's been indoors for a year 
you know, and, and, and that's pretty hard on, on anybody, you know, um, I, I've been able to get out. I, you know, I've been able to get out and go into town and do things that I need to do. Um, the first lockdown I found really, really hard. Yeah. And I found myself <clears throat> just sat there watching 80s films on my computer. The second lockdown, I convinced myself I was going to do something. And that's when Shed X was born. Um, I know that was towards the end of the year, but, you know, that's when I'd, I'd sort of got myself into that frame of mind. And, um, you know, it's, it's coming out of that, but it's, it's, it's not easy for anybody, let alone those that ha may have sort of mental illnesses, um, you, you know, or, or anything like, you know, OCD or bipolar or, or anything, you know, uh, on, on, on the mental illness scale. It, it's, it's difficult for normal people. So, you know, and there's going to be that, I think we almost, I know I go off a bit sometimes, I do apologise for that, but I think we almost kid ourselves into it's the British thing to do. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a bit of tyranny with the government. Um, we feel that we've lost some liberty, or even in arguments or whatever, we feel... One of us will always feel like we've, you know, lost a bit of liberty or whatever, right? So then we'll go and we'll drink it away, and then drink or whatever then heightens your senses, and then it becomes sort of hyperbolic, and then you just end up on that collision course, yeah. um, and that, you know, so I, I can see why someone would be. Um, you, you know, high with conflicts and with this, you know, I, I've had to just walk away from certain conflicts out on the street because people have been like, you're too close! Or, you, you know, just get away! You know, I had one guy at, at, at the start of the, you know, at the start of the pandemic, uh, he was, you know, delivering a parcel. I opened the door, we've got a, a mat in front of our door on the inside, Um it's it's kind of you know where you wipe your feet and, and then you've got normal carpet and then you've got a bit of uh, metal to hold that down. So I stood behind the metal. So I was a good what two and a half three meters away from him, but still I opened the door to get back, get back, get back. You know that's fair. I understand that, but you know it's just it's. I, the whole pandemic is just... Jack, the first time I had to queue up to get into a supermarket, a guy turned around, he went to me, you're way too close. And I actually looked down and I thought, you know what? I said to him, you're right, buddy, I am. I went, this is going to take a, get a bit of getting used to, isn't it, mate? I went, I am way too close. I went, you couldn't be more right. Mm. And I thought, he, he didn't have anywhere to go with it. Mm. I've just sold her. Just, just, yeah, just absolutely, mate. I'm, I'm way too close. <clears throat> I'll have a step back. It's what you. I've done it. I've been in supermarkets. I've been reaching for something, and somebody's gone. That's quite. And I've gone. It is, isn't it? Mm. I said, I'm sorry about that. I, 
I forgot. Mm. I'll bring it right in the room and look at it. And I think <clears throat> I think sometimes it's that way of resolving conflict really quickly mm. rather than actually having a dig back. Oh, I couldn't help it. I'll mm. just, I did, didn't I? I was a bit of a cock up, wasn't it? Yeah. You mentioned mental health, Jack. And as ever, you know, it's it's a real serious passion of mine. I worked in mental health. I was fortunate enough to have a great position working in mental health for 10 years. And I will be honest with you, a lot of the conflicts that I'm helping people to resolve now, you've most of the time got one or at least two parties who are suffering with some sort of mental health issue. Um, I think if I had a message, um, it's just be mindful of what other people are going through. Be mindful of what other people mm. are suffering. And I know, and, and it is hard. A lady said something to me one day and it was so profound and I've always remembered it and I quote it. And it, it's, not, it's not a brilliant, lovely, excellent message that resolves all, but it, it does let you know her, their neighbour was suffering with some real issues, some real enduring mental health problems. And... <clears throat> I, I actually, you know, she actually wanted her neighbor to know that and disclose that to her so she knows what she was going through. And, and, I, and she said that, she said, thank you for telling me that. She said, that, that, that's, that's really valuable. And, and I do feel sorry for her. And she went, and I can see she's having all these problems, but they are still impacting on my world. Hmm. I thought that's the difficult thing. Sometimes you can, you can, and she said, I can have so much empathy and so much compassion. And she went, I've been through what she's been through and I know how hard it is, but I still can't sleep at night. And I, and I went, it's hard, isn't it? Sometimes we'll know and we'll understand and we'll, somebody's behavior is not great. Mm -hmm. and, and you just think they can't help that, but it still impacts on your world. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the difficult bit where you really gotta you've really got to then go back to the surface level which we're going to square the circle here jack and what are the practical things that you can actually do because they'll always come down to that <clears throat> you know the practicalities of living in this world next to people um, being in conflict with people sometimes you just have to do something different from you just have to change your behaviors sometimes you know wear a mask <laughs> when you go out in public. it is isn't it yeah it is there is something i wanted to touch Tom. please <sighs> facebook social media yep and you have this oh well if you don't like this blah 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 scroll on by yeah we know that's not always that easy, especially when it's it's something that impacts upon your life, as you say. Yeah. You know, um, I have noticed the toxicity. Yeah. That is that always has been really around Facebook, and it's caused me some some. You know, it's, it's aggravated my mental health at times in, in the past. Um, you know, when I've ventured on Facebook and then that's caused arguments and stuff like that. And you think, well, I should, really shouldn't have said it. And But actually, it's my feed. So, you know, and then you get proud. It's like my feed, so I should be able to say it. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, you get the people with, you know, you get the um, outward racism. You get the uh, inward racism. Um, you get the 
you know, all these things, um, and all that, you, you know, people post all, all, all these things, and there's some horrific posts that, 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 that go about, and it, it does affect people in, in such a profound way. Um, and for me, Facebook has been, I, you, you know, I use Facebook for this, I, I, I use it to promote stuff for people, promote stuff for myself. Um, you know, it's a great business tool. Um, you know, and, and for those who use it just to keep in touch with each other, that must be nice. But, you, you know, it is a breeding ground for toxic behavior um, and conflicts and conflicts, conflicts, conflicts. Um, you know, and you can't help but sometimes get dragged into them. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I was involved. I was involved with a, a Facebook group, um, and there was a guy. No, I'm going to say it. There was a guy called Steve Davis, and he found his way into all these crime groups and uh, you know other groups, and he, he got himself into films and he, you know I'm not talking about like student films. I'm talking about big. You know, he, you know, um, British films, big British films by big producers. Um, and he turned out to be a, a human trafficker. Um, that uh, affected friendships um, that I had with people online. Um, but that it also impacted in me because, you know, maybe me, I was trying to help promote him and trying to help promote other people. And then, you know, obviously this all happens and then you get hurt uh, and, and you, you know, all this conflict went about and it, it, it was sort of argument, arguments going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And there's no winner. No. You know, there's no winner. And all it's doing is really hurting people. And I mean, this guy really hurt a lot of people. He'd managed to put himself into personal relationships um, you know, friendships with some high, higher profile people on Facebook. So some of the, you know, known faces. Um, and that sort of, it caused a massive storm and a massive conflict. Um, and you can say all you want about trying to let go. You know, I work a 12-step program. A big one for me is let go, let God. Um, but it's not that easy because no. it, it's just a breeding ground of toxicity. Um, how can we deal with that better? Because we can't always scroll on by it. We've all got personal opinion. Um, you, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> you know, it's how do we use Facebook for a more positive in, instead of the, the conflicts. <clears throat> the other day, I read a... This will lead back to your answer, I promise you. <clears throat> the other day, I, I was flicking and scrolling through Facebook. A guy, a reporter, put a post up and it said... Um, Watching the James Bond films in order is a lot more complex than you think. 
And I thought, really, is it? I thought, I'm a massive fan of the Bond films. I thought, right, this is, whoa, I thought, I'm going to learn something here. Like, it's going to be like the Star Wars movies or the Marvel films. I've been watching them out of sequence all along. Mm. And I kind of went through, and all they'd done was just listed the films as they came out. <laughs> and I actually wasn't, <laughs> actually said, I don't normally ever make negative comments. But I, the, the sheer pointlessness of this article basically says, watch the films as they were released. <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> and a lot of people went, yeah, do you know what, mate? And then somebody actually pointed out, and I did have to say fair point, that I think one of the movies had changed, like, the order that you should watch it was mm. buried in there. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, so maybe I missed that point. And you're right, Jack, it's, sometimes it's hard. I mean, that was nothing. That was just amusing mm. that this guy had, and this was a paid article. This was a known in, in his film writer. And I just, it just amused me that he'd just written the films down in order, bar one. Mm. Sometimes, Jack, it is the better person that you say scrolls on by. When Will Ury wrote this book, Getting to Yes, he put in there the most unused button on email is the one we have to use more. We fire off and we, we read something and we type away like that. And he went, there's a brilliant button. It's called Save to Draft. Mm. If we used Save to Draft a bit more, Step back, got out the emotional state, and then thought, he calls it going to the balcony. Take a step out on the balcony. Mm. What happens to you? What happened to me? And it's a stupid thing. And I thought, even I thought, what a daft thing to actually type and report on. It was mm. just funny in the end. Was if I'd have actually have thought, do you know what? Do I really need to type that? as a, a, you know, a flipping conflict resolution specialist. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it might have even created some conflict somewhere. Mm. I didn't stop and think. And actually, Jack, we have got what it takes to scroll on by. Mm. And if more of us did that, it would be better. And I'll tell you why. And I will tell you why, my good friend. If somebody comes up to you and they are gonna cause an argument and they're in your face, they're up there and you know what that world's like and you know how you've responded to it in the past. You don't have a mute button in real life. As that woman that was in the council meeting, that Jackie, whatever her name was, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, well notice you'd have dealt with that if it had actually been real life mm -hmm. and not had a mute button. If somebody gets up in your face and they are yelling and shouting at you, and you don't respond, you're not having an argument. All you've got is just one moron shouting and another person not responding. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, that's what social media is. When you get these negative posts, you've just got one person going, Aah! it only works. If, if you put, if somebody puts out this hostile post, like, mm -hmm. and no one, no one even responds to it. It just goes off into the ether. I don't 
know it's a bit hippy dippy ish and whatever, but if nobody responds to these people, and I'm not saying people should just be allowed to say what they like, but it takes two people to have an argument. You can give a clear, logical, and I've done that. People have, you know, you can give a clear, logical perspective on what you're doing, but you, you've got to be aware, Jack. Mm. Um, first book I wrote. Uh, monsters live amongst us the drama triangle the narcissistic drama triangle if you don't go to the table you don't have to play the game when you got involved in a situation with someone who you did a lot of good for and, and you were like feeling really good and and and, and then suddenly it's like boom it just elicits the emotions. It elicits all those negative emotions mm. that you have been really great uh, keeping down. And I don't know. And you might have got an absolute firestorm of negativity come at you mm. out of something that you did in all innocence. But it's mm. only an argument if two people are going like yeah. that. If not, it's just one person. My my response, and I've, I've I've been actually I've been really fortunate over the years. I've never understood how I've bloody got away with it. Either I'm not as successful as I think, or nobody reads my post, or I'm just lucky. I've had hardly any trolls. I've hardly had, and I'm not asking for one. Um, I've <laughs> hardly had any negative. I've had the odd person who has sent me a personal. I've had a personalized attack um, that I reported. Um, I've had the I've had the the odd stupid comments, or um, I, I think my resolve any dispute one. Somebody went, yeah, how can we resolve having anyone put idiotic posts like this up? And I never <laughs> ever respond. I never ever comment, mm. and I literally just delete them. And I but I've seen other people respond on my behalf. I mm. spelt something incorrectly once, and I didn't realise it. Oh. And somebody else corrected my spelling and I went oh my god thank you so much I went I did not know and it was a word that was really important to my website I'd spell incorrectly I went I am so thankful but other people piled in and went oh haven't you ever heard of compassion haven't you ever heard of caring and I was like there's no it's just no need for that I'm, I've gone like do you know what cheers I don't know how you meant it but I'll take the message and I was like my spelling's bloody atrocious hmm. um so I don't I don't get lots of that. I get the occasional one, um, but I don't ever respond. I, it's it's what you do to narcissists. It's the old grey rock trick. If if they keep trying, if they keep trying, and I've had some people, some people have, have like really tried to push me and mm. goad me, and 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 somebody sent a, an absolutely vile thing that they put on my personalised site but I didn't respond to it. And you don't give them the credence. You don't give them the value and you don't give them your airtime. You do something brilliant and really positive these days. Uh, that's where you put your focus and that's where you put your efforts in your family. Mm. You put it in your faith and you put it in all of the positive work that you do. That's how you maybe make the world of social media a bit better mm. and just, 
scroll it is scroll on by sorry it's <laughs> it's one of those awful adverts where it's one of those awful things where people say i don't have to eat kale do i yeah sorry actually it's, it's eating kale you know yeah I, fruit I, and vegetables are healthy jack and um mcdonald's probably could do with like you know something you shouldn't eat every day um and you know, i'm not sitting so far for a reason <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you, you know what we, I fell into that the other day you know I, I, I often think I should be a better person thing but um, I was on a film group and um, there was a guy uh, I, I think it was about uh, the, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, oh the four hour epic yeah yeah no, I really enjoyed it. Um, but um, this this one guy who, um, by his name, by his profile picture, and by the word that had got chosen, he meant to say forgettable, but what he typed was forgotten, right? And I think pretty much everybody on that thread knew that with his name, um he was um you, you know from like pakistan or, or sort of somewhere like that mm -hmm. um and he, he just chosen the wrong word easily this, done this guy chose to jump in on it and say don't you mean forgettable um like really snappily and that really sort of got my goat up and i I know that it's because I, you know, I was illiterate. Um, yeah. I, I, I have struggled with dyslexia my whole life. I've everything that I've learned, I've learned in my adulthood. But I hate, I hate the word grammar Nazi. But I, I, you know, I hate people that correct um, other people, especially when it's quite obvious that and it's not doing any anybody any harm. So I had a go. You know, saying well. You know, how dare you? You know, it's, it's very obvious that this guy, uh, English is his second language and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the guy jumped on um, and went, well, thank you for jumping in for me. Um, you know, how am I going to learn unless people tell me? And then it's like, fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, and then the guy that I'd told off reported my post. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, what is it worth you know, it? What, is it, yeah, was it worth it? You know, I felt like I was being the, you know, social warrior when the guy actually was willing to learn. And I was like, well, you know, <clears throat> I wrote this well informed article, you, you know, about that, you know, down this guy, it's down to education, but you pulling it up, it's down to ignorance. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, who did it? What did it achieve? But apart from me losing fifteen minutes in trying to write this status, and then like getting shut say, down because you wanted to learn. Um, I just thought of something then. Um, just a fleeting thought crossed crossed my mind. Something I was thinking of earlier on regarding conflict. If it comes back to me, I'll tell it. It's that. It's that assumption that we actually kind of make but until we uh, never assume 
you know, until we actually dig, dig down into the reality of what's actually going on, mm. we never really know what is going on for the other person, but we make too many, you know, and you did the noble warrior bit there. <laughs> and you, you compared education to ignorance. Yeah. And I bet produced a brilliant argument. Yeah. <laughs> that just wasn't needed. Because, yeah, and I, and I see it all that I, I do. I see it all the time. And there is that <clears throat> I've recently had a mediation to resolve that has literally been about somebody else jumping in on somebody else's behalf. And the person said, I don't even understand, you know, what we did didn't affect this person at all. But they felt that it was good to jump in. And when I actually asked the person, you know, what what made you do this? And, and you know, like, well, what is it? And, and well, I nearly defended. Oh, they were this, they were that, they were that. And I said, but it's not they weren't doing anything wrong and you've, you've jumped in and you've just, you've ended up in trouble. You know, mm -hmm. do you think this was, yes, it was the right thing to do. They had to be defended. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and I couldn't actually go into the details of it, but it was something what they did was, was, was pretty trivial, but somebody else jumped in and defended and it res resulted in police action. Um, so like I say, it's, it, it's, too, it's too easy um it's just too flipping easy to do it um let it go mate is yeah it's the, the only thing um yeah. i think it's stubbornness that stops us letting go at, at, at times there is something i did want to sort of just touch on and that is the importance of um self-conflict yeah um when I was having um, not my last breakdown, the one before, before that proverbial really hit the fan, and um, I just wanted people to acknowledge the fact that I was hurting, not the reason that I was hurting. Um, you know, and, and not the circumstances around it. I just wanted people to acknowledge the fact that I, I was hurting mentally. Um, and I just wanted them to understand that. And the fact that the people around me that, um, you know, that, 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 that friends and family and stuff like that couldn't do that, that caused conflict within myself and then that's when it just it started to antagonize and i started getting worse because people weren't um you know uh, validating my thought process validating my pain that mm -hmm. i thought that they were intentionally causing conflict when actually it's not them causing the conflict it's myself yeah. that is causing the conflict and then that's aggravating i think that often when we are in that sort of space you know you'll know yourself that there are some people that you just really can't talk to in certain situations mm -hmm. because their head is just you know you don't ask a ball 
that he's charging, how he's feeling, because it, it, he's just going to carry on charging anyway. Yeah, <laughs> You know, um, and, but, you know, I want people to know that, because I, I know there are more people that, that feel this, and, and actually that that w wanting your pain validated yeah. is a um, is an important thing in recovery. Um, you know, you can validate your own pain, but sometimes you want the people that you love, the people that you respect to validate your pain. And when they don't do that, that causes internal conflict. Um, and, I, you know, I want people to know that that, because we don't always understand that that is a normal thing. That is a normal process. When we are in that, you know, I, I've learned that in, you know, in recovery and, in, in, you know, some of the, uh, some of the research that I've done and, you know, some of the wisdom that, you know, people have given me, but not everybody has that access to no. that wisdom. Um, you know, it, it is a sometimes down to validating. It's a normal response. Yeah. It's, you, you, you know, um, yeah, You're seeking I, to be understood. Yeah, and I think that's what we all need sometimes, um, but we often don't understand how we're feeling. Sometimes, Jack, as good as it gets, is all you can, the only power you ever have is no matter what's happening in the world, you decide what it means to you and you decide how you're going to respond. That's it. That's as good as it gets. You can't control a single thing that goes on in the world. You can't control what goes on in other people's minds. But my God, you've got the supreme opportunity to decide. And this was a decision you made years ago and changed. Whatever is happening, whatever, if, if something happened now, that was dramatically awful on the other side of that door. I've got an instant response to decide how to respond to it. I just thought, what does this mean to me right now? Mm. And I can choose how I wish to respond to it. Mm. What, when we look for validation, when we look for other people's understanding, we're often not rewarded. We don't get it because people won't know immediately what it is. Like you say, we've not all got access to that. But you can decide, you know, you can, it's like, okay, this guy, this is what I want. I'm not getting it. And they don't know that. And maybe they're not even capable of giving that. Mm. Maybe they're not even capable of, of giving that. So I can just get angry and angry and angrier about what somebody else is not capable of doing that would help me. <laughs> or you can just understand that sometimes I will come away from something that's been very tense, very long, and I feel I've got nowhere today. I think I've got absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not everyone is always in that place where they've got the capability 
to rationally think and move forwards and we won't always get what we want from other people but you can you can always get what you want from yourself you can always get that 100 it's the only power you've got but it's a brilliant pass an amazing one it's an amazing power for you to actually think do you know that's going to mean something different to me mm. and this is what i'm going to do today instead I'm going to scroll on by <laughs> and I'm going to let them get on with it because I've just had a brilliant idea for a new article, a new blog. Mm. Someone's on the phone who's really interested and I can get them into the old uh, accidental journalist shed X hut and we can have a chat. It's, it's where you choose to put your focus in life. It's what you choose to do. Mm it's somebody said to me today i told you the guy we did some work around his ocd i went you get more of what you focus on he went i haven't focused on my ocd this week i went yeah i know you focused on having a strong mind and he went i haven't been wiping door handles he went i haven't been wearing gloves he went i forgot to do it i mean yeah because you you you've got something different going on in that in that mind hmm. and Although that may have been something you felt you needed, that validation, mm. you're going to wait a long time for it. Yeah. I mean, and in the that, meantime, you're just going to get upset. It's that bit from As Good As You Get, um, Jack Nicholson film, where he, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's, he's got really terrible o OCD, you know, he has to do some, so many things and wash his hands. And he has to sit at the same table in the same restaurant, have the same waitress every day. And he can't carry on with his day unless everything goes to plan. But we know that everything doesn't go to plan. Uh, and then he ends up, he, you know, he had this intolerance for his, his, his gay neighbour. And mm -hmm. then he ends up taking his gay neighbour back home because his neighbour was beaten. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and there's, there's, there's that... Um, you know, whereas she says, why? Why are you doing this? You know, you're not particularly a nice person. Why are you doing this? And then he, he, he said, you know, there's, there's this pill. Um, he says that if you take it, you know, things will start getting better and better. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you'll get better. And he says, I never take, you know, I'd never taken it. Then I met you. That was it. She said, pay me a compliment. He said, then I met you. And he said, I started taking it. The day that I met you, I started taking that um, that tablet. He said, so the biggest compliment is you make me want to be a better man. Classic line. And um, I think that that's it. I think because he focused his, his attention on something rather than self, then he identified actually the problem that he had with self and then started doing something about it. So it's, you know, it is that where there is um, action, there's equal and opposite reaction. You yeah. know, what, what, whatever we do, there's consequences, both good and bad. You know, these, these things happen it is about being a better person jack ultimately what i look for eventually is when people come out of conflict is 
not only can you resolve your issues with someone else, resolve your issues with yourself, you actually learn the next time that there's a better way. It's a bizarre thing for me to say, but I will say it. And a lot of people don't like this, but I, I still stand by it. What we actually need is more conflict. And by that, I don't mean more violence or more aggression or more abuse or, or anything like that. I mean, more, more, more debate, more that bring our problems to the surface and we look at them and we discuss them. It's when we bury them and it just erupts into a huge fireball or some terrible outbreak of violence because we haven't debated we haven't we haven't gone into you know it conflict on it on it on it on its best day can actually be rather marvelous <laughs> and you can sit in a room with two people who will really bring it to the table which is what you want them to do yeah. and then get somewhere so a lot of the time i'll always say you know don't there's a difference between conflict and and and, and violence you know, don't mistake the two. You can have a good verbal banter and a good beret. And I've seen it happen at tables and it clears the air and it mm. brings it out of the way. So never be afraid to uh, to rush towards it. No, I mean, I'm all for freedom of speech and, you know, freedom of belief and freedom of thought. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a big sort of thing these days, you, you, you know, as people are becoming more psychologically and spiritually aware, mm -hmm. um, you know, of, of, of things that, uh, you, you know, especially my generation, our generation to this generation, you, you know, the, the core beliefs are different that, you, you know, and I think it's easy to get into, uh, you know, uh, well, well, you know, it, it was all right when I was a kid. You, you know, it's really easy to say that. Yeah. But actually, some of these things are. I was saying this to Jeffrey Holland uh, the other day. Um, you know, some of these things can be sort of aggravated, and, and, and you know, some of the things that we thought and that we said back in our days can be different. Uh -huh. or, you know, uh, I'd not tolerated these days. I was talking to my wife about it earlier on as well. You know, it's, it's not tolerated these days for good reason, you know. But I'm a person that believes because I wasn't always able to put my own thoughts across because I wasn't always able to use words um, because I wasn't always able to speak my mind or, you know, I didn't feel able to do that. Um, I can understand um, that actually freedom of speech and freedom of thought and freedom of thinking and, you know, freedom of expression. These are all things that we need. Yeah. So, you know, if there are people out there that you know, the racist, uh, you know, it is their right. We, you know, we have to accept that it is their right to think and believe that way. But it's almost so my right to tackle that. It's, you know, the right to reply. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, 
I hate when people use the word snowflake. I, I don't like that word. I think it's toxic, uh, you know, um, because it's, it, it, it breeds intolerance. And intolerance is one of the biggest things that causes conflict, you know. And um, the, the biggest one at the moment seems to be the cancellation of Pepe Le Pew from um, the new Space Jam movie. They pulled him because he um, is deemed a stereotype um, because of the way that, you know, you remember the Pepe Le Pew cat, you know, the black cat got covered in white paint, uh, he mistook it for a, a skunk and then got heavy handed and tried to imprint himself on, you know, um, and push himself on, onto that other thing. I can see that. Um, but I also don't like censorship because our cancel culture, because I think it's dangerous. Um, because then you can't give someone a freedom of speech by taking the freedom of speech of someone else and the freedom of expression from someone else. So, you know, I think that causes more conflict and there's more and more of that going on as of late. Uh, and cancel culture is happening and it's causing sort of intolerance and conflict everywhere, everywhere, not just on Facebook, everywhere. People are talking about it everywhere. And there always has been and there always will be conflict. And I think that sometimes, like you said, we need to realise that actually, although we look at conflict as a bad thing, sometimes conflict, it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. um, because if it doesn't, we don't, off, you know, we, we might not be able to get our point across. Or, you, you know, we might not have that platform. Platf this, this platform was born from the need for me to not just build on my own self-confidence, but give other people a platform um, to get their voices heard because they didn't feel like they had, um, you know, that soapbox um, or that, you know, opportunity. At the um, moment, Jack, I'm watching, <clears throat> and I would recommend it to anyone, the entire series of The West Wing. Watched it years ago, loved it. It's all about the American... It's, it, it's like, yeah, it's a bit... Um, ideological you know it's a bit like you know these would be the ideal people you would want in the white house it's lovely brilliant written by aaron sorkin my favorite writer mm. um seven series box set channel four totally amazing watching the west wing and they're always talking about they want their legacy to be raising the level of debate and there's a brilliant episode i just watched where they are and it, I, west wing was years ago now and what they're debating with the military is gay and homosexuality in the military. And they're, they're trying to debate it. They're trying to negotiate. They're trying to talk about, you know, what it would mean. And you've got these some very old school, um, hard edged military guys saying, you know, this is wrong and this is why it can't exist. And suddenly... 
a very the high ranking admiral walks into the room and he's played by and john amos um who is black and they all stand up the minute he he he, he walks in the room and they won't even talk until he gives them permission he is that high up and um and they draw him into the into the talk and he says to be honest he says i don't think it will change anything and he said but just know this he said you're talking about homosexuality gay people being subversive it would under undermine the military operation if everyone was integrated into the military and he went 50 years ago they said the same thing about me mm. and now he was like a, an admiral or a general and i thought yeah it's it's sometimes having that conversation about how we improve and and and, and how we respect people by their gender or or their creed or their is difficult and it brings us into conflict mm. but if we don't have the debate if we don't have the conflict then how are we ever meant to get to the core of it and resolve it mm. um we, we, i do believe the world gets better eventually i i am a very positive person and believe that you know the more we talk the more we kind of understand things and the more we kind of not just merge or blur into one but the the, the more understanding we develop about other people the better but you it, it's like learning to walk you fall down a few times and you get up and you fall down you don't just give up because it's difficult yeah, it's meant to be difficult. It's meant mm. to be hard. It's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be difficult. It's why you do it. Mm. But eventually you get there and you generate a better way of life and people, more people have liberties and freedoms. And I think that that's the very best. And that's why I say we need more conflict, not more violence mm. or abuse or anything like that. But we, we need to we need to have that, 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 you know, call it something else, call it debate. And that that that's where we eventually kind of we get better. Mm. <laughs> I've been watching so much West Wing recently, Jack. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a learning curve, isn't it? And I yeah. think that um, if you if you look a certain way, you know, I'm I'm focusing on on. You know, for the first time in a long time, I'm focusing on future. Mm -hmm. I don't like to do that so much because I like to live within the day. Um, you know, the 12 step life has been a part of my life for such a long time. You know, I walked into my first meeting um, in 1990. Yeah, 1991, 1992, I, I wasn't very old, um, you know, I was 14, 13, 14, and, you, you know, I've been in and out of those rooms, in and out of that program my whole life, 
and you know i've had extended lengths of sobriety you know i had the longest that i had was 12 years um you know and then i ended up on my ass homeless and we everybody knows the rest anybody that follows me knows the rest um you know and it was for the first time in, in such a long time I, I love doing these these things and um you know i like to think that people like to watch them you know i was talking to a friend of mine from church the other day and um you know said that he does not are able to watch them live but likes to catch up with them when he can um and then uh, it was the morning of the uh jeffrey uh jeffrey holland interview actually and then he said uh, what are you doing you know what you're doing after that what's your next one after that and it's when i was planning the one with uh, uh stephen simmons about um talking about suicide which we're gonna do hopefully next week um on suicide prevention and he went you really don't hold back do you and i'm like well no um and i really shouldn't because there's so many podcasters out there and there's so many people that have got so much to say and it's brilliant yeah facebook is brilliant for that you know as we discussed earlier youtube is is is, is good for that and there's so many people that have you know, talk about their lives and they're educating people. And that is just, it's absolutely fantastic. But, you know, I, I love a good interview. I get a lot of people from the true crime genre. It's great. I, you know, I could talk about it all day, every day. But we need to be focusing on things like this. Yeah. We need to be focusing on things like conflict. We need to be focusing on things like suicide prevention, mental health, because, you know, especially, you know, our mental health in all, but, you know, mental health in men as well, because, you know, it's the highest suicide. You know, we're in suicide, is it? I think we're in suicide prevention month. And there are people talking about, now talking about their, um, you know, their, their experiences with it, you know, people like Peter Blexley, um, mm -hmm. who got very open about it on his, on his Facebook. Um, you know, I like to be as open as I can. There's a woman that I'm talking to at the minute, um, that I'm trying through, through one of the groups that I'm trying to get on. Um, she is just a, a force of inspiration. Um, she's got, uh, you know, a reconstructed jaw, no teeth, because she tried to blow her brains out, and now she's talking about suicide prevention and and um, you know, sobriety because she 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 couldn't see past her addiction, and I think that when other people can't see past your addiction, because there are people out there that can't do that. No, they can't. Um, you. On a personal level, find it difficult to see past your addiction. So we need people that have been through it. And I'm not saying it's necessarily me, but you know, we need people like you that have seen it from one side, and we need people, you know, like I get on people like, uh, you know, uh, Ray Bishop and 
Joey uh, Barnett, that talk, um, you know, James Jeffries, that will talk about things that they've, they've been through on a personal level uh, as a man, you know, been through domestic abuse, mm-hmm. been through suicide, um, you know, been through uh, the stigma of prison, uh, talk about abuse and talk about it openly because there aren't people that are doing that. And we need people to step up and to be able to put that across. And I realise that that's going to cause conflict. I realise that there are going to be people that follow me on on this page that, you know, um, I know people that are losing five, ten people a day. I realise that's going to happen. It's inevitable. Because you're always going to do something that is going to trigger someone, that's going to piss someone off, that's going to, you know, there's always going to be that yeah. internal conflict that other people are going to feel. And, you know, you're going to doubt yourself and you're going to think, well, should I have really said that, you know? But these things need to be tackled. People yeah. are not doing it. And, you, you know, this is why this was born. It's why Shed X was born when we first started, because I had a shed. Most of the people that wanted, you know, that were going to come on have been turned down for the uh, TEDx talks. It was a bit of a dig. Um, <laughs> yeah, me know, both, brother. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a bit funny, but, y- y- you know, that's yeah. how it was born. But people have so much wisdom to share, and we need to share this wisdom. Um, if just one person watching tonight is affected by this, bang on. I've done my job, you've done your job. That's brilliant. I'd like to think there's more, but if just one person, you know, sees anything in this and identifies with it and then, you know, sees that need, that want to change something about their routine, about their life, then that's absolutely fantastic. That's when we need to be looking at the positives of conflicts. Absolutely. Just always remember, Jack, I mean, it, you know, it's called conflict for a reason, but there are, there are some brilliantly principled ways of absolutely negotiating conflict. You know, we, we see some marvellous examples of it in life and in society that if we just separate the people from the problem, Look for interests. Look for what the real interests are that lie beneath. You know, people always have a position. Get people out of the position. Look for interests. Generate options. Generate options. And go for a bit of wise agreement. You know, we'll always find a bit of a... You know, you and I, we can agree on the price of a second-hand car. We can go onto the AA website or whatever it is, and we can go, you know, ask the average price of a second-hand Ford that's five years old. You know, a bit of wise agreement. Get yourself out of those bunkers and talk. Have the debate. Be passionate about it. But it doesn't have to end in bloodshed. You know, it doesn't have to end... There's always something else that's lying beneath it, and there's always a better way to actually deal with it. Mm. 
I know this because this is my world, Jack. This is my life. Mm. And if I had hair, I would sometimes tear it out of <laughs> just the sheer of what it is that people do. But all the successful mediations I do, all the successful negotiations, you absolutely realise that there is a better way to resolve things. There is a much easier way to resolve, be it from, from the most extreme level of, 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 of a hostage situation or a kidnap and ransom situation, right over here with, you know, the neighbor's dog makes too much noise. They're all relevant. They're all relevant to that person who is taking part in that particular scenario. And there's always a better way to resolve it. Mm. Just keep talking, mate, and keep listening. That's it, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's simple. Yeah. I, I think we we tend to overcomplicate things, but at the end of the day, sometimes we just need to talk it through and there is that cathartic nature. Because, All that needs to be done. Yeah, because sometimes you just need to be listened to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to be talked to. You know, and, and that's that, you know, I don't want to overuse the word, but reciprocitous yeah. thing. So, yeah, um, I want to say if anybody's been affected by anything that we've spoken about tonight, please feel free. Please do. Don't suffer in silence. Drop us a message on the page. Um, if you really need any advice from Jason, I am sure he will reciprocate. I'll put the um, links down there. There's advice. I'll put free information. I'll put free advice down there. I always give people free consultations, Jack. I, you know, I always give people free consultation calls. You know, I'm known for that. You know, if you can help people in life um, and give a bit of free advice, you know, people, you know, people know it's what I do for a living. It's I charge money for it. People can hire me to work privately, but I do also give free advice, Jack, because that just costs nothing mate and sometimes you just make the world a bit of better place so yeah always happy to answer a question yeah i'm always happy to um push questions to rj you, you know if you've got anything that is, is is really sort of troubling you and burning then you please drop the accidental journalist page a, a message and i will do my best to get back to you as soon as i can uh, and i will do my best to help you um, sort out what you need to sort out. Um, next week is actor and filmmaker Velton Lishka. Um, I've known Velton for quite a while now. I had the extreme pleasure of meeting him uh, a few years ago when he was uh, on holiday and he came to visit me in my hometown. Uh, and, you know, he's been very supportive of, um, you know, my ventures and he's, He's gone from, you know, suffering from mental health issues uh, and, you know, drinking to making some absolutely fantastic films, uh, into acting, uh, producing. Um, he's made some of the most prolific films that you probably could ever imagine. Um, I'm one of them, you know, I'll probably sound sort of, Bit fanboy here, but you know, he is a good mate, and you know, I do love his work. Um, because he's just 
someone that I absolutely look up to and aspire to just be half as good in my own sort of ventures when it comes to film. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get that on next week and chat about you know how he did that and some you know some of the problems that he's faced and you know how he's gone and done that um, to win to be a, a multi award winning actor, writer, director. Um, you know, so yeah. Um, so that's next Tuesday at the same time. Um, I'm going to say good night to everybody now. Uh, I'm going to cut the feed. Um, and I shall see you next week, as always. Um, as I said at the start, thank you to my sponsors, uh, Armour Scaffolding and No Mean City Clothing. Um, they um, help me uh, to get my stuff across. Uh, so, you know, I'm um, extremely grateful to them. Um, so, yeah, um, I shall see you all next week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, any questions, drop them down here. And we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Jack. Bye-bye, mate. Mm -hmm.